0: The project. Project. Kuwait. Kuwait.
1: Learn. Live. Hey guys, welcome to the project. So for today's episode, Liam and Maddie are out. They are playing at Spartan races and fitness competitions. So I have asked for a special guest to jump in and join me for a chat about diabetes. In Kuwait. The International Diabetes Federation reports that there are 38.7 million adults between the ages of 20 and 79 living with diabetes in the Middle East and North Africa region. Kuwait ranks seventh worldwide for the number of people living with type 2 diabetes. So I'm joined by a researcher from the Dasman Diabetes Institute today to talk about Kuwait's plans to strengthen their prevention and their care through research and data.
0: All this and more in today's episode.
1: All right, so go ahead and introduce your name, because I'll probably yeah. butcher your last name. Oh, no, that's fine. Right. So, um, yeah, and let me know who you are and what you're doing out here.
0: Okay, my, I'm Saad Al Alshara, and um, I would say I'm a GIS consultant, Geographic Information Systems consultant at Desman Diabetes Institute in Kuwait, and also visiting a fellow at the University of Canberra. And uh, what we are doing in a sort of a nutshell, we are building a geo-health lab uh, in Desman, in Kuwait, uh, and to build capacity to do health geography research with specific focus with diabetes. It's a collaborative project between Desman, Diabetes Institute, DDI, and University of Canberra, UC. Uh with the Health Research Institute in UC. Uh we're using their expertise to set up, build capacity, build the infrastructure, do research and and, and hope to tailor intervention programs in the near future. So
1: Okay. So this is mainly type two diabetes, diabetes that yeah. we're going after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um and okay, so that's obviously the most common form that we're dealing yeah. with out here. Yeah. Um so it's doubled from what I've read and the research that I've kind of done in preparing for today. So like diabetes has basically doubled within the last like 30 years yeah, yeah. and out here in the middle East, North Africa region, it's saying like 40 million people have diabetes, diabetes yeah. and then they're saying that like 49% are unaware or undiagnosed. Yeah, yeah. Can you explain a little bit about well, that of like, how are they determining that 49% are undiagnosed or unaware or where, you know, like the, how are they collecting information? I guess of like, the census information from around kuwait and like yeah. where do those statistics can you just talk a little bit because i think they sound scary
0: uh, i can maybe give a context about kuwait okay. uh, from that point of view because yeah. my background is in uh, mapping science geography okay. and i just uh, joined the diabetes institute just last year so okay, i'm so also diabetes learning
1: isn't the specific uh,
0: uh,
1: expertise yes okay. yes okay. it's okay. not
0: diabetes but i'm now working with the clinicians Epidemiologists and i 'm okay. giving them that support for mapping science okay. sort of uh, but I can give you a bit of context about Kuwait, and I think the problem in Kuwait in a sense uh, you know with the rise of the oil and the affluence right you know and and I think and that dramatic shift of lifestyle you know from eating very like uh, sort of uh, you know what we can call like uh, you know good foods to that this introduction of high calorie lifestyle and it's one of the main drivers in Kuwait for diabetes. You know that's everywhere shift. in the world. I yeah. think that's the, yeah. the shift. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the statistics say that we have like about twenty percent diabetes in Kuwait. Uh, studies say we have more. Some certain studies, but about twenty percent, and most of it is associated with lifestyle yeah yeah and, and the numbers are alarming you know they are getting and now we're coming at a stage where it's it's becoming uh, really a burden economically to to manage diabetes and there is i think there is a shift into prevention and that's what this man is trying to do now you know we can't keep managing diabetes it's very expensive to do that and and they're projecting that in the near future it will really just drain drain the the government that it cannot keep up with the with the, with the statistics that how we are going you know yeah. so now there's a big shift to try to prevent it rather than intervene, rather than just you know just keep keep managing it, you know, and yeah. that's where GA Health is wants to come in to understand the problem holistically and do and target the these you know vulnerable groups and and come in early and say, listen, you know, we need to create that. This that is where the attention yeah. needs to yeah. be focused. Yeah.
1: Okay, so I guess like, what's your guys' hypothesis with your research? Do you have like? Anything in mind of like where you're going to find yep. most of yep. the problem, or like what's that? Yeah, explain that a little bit.
0: Okay, so with GeoHealth, what health does is you know, we with the with that spatial component, we call it. Mm-hmm. You know, so geography links everything together in terms of the GeoHealth Lab. Basically, imagine these different layers of data that we bring together. So whether it's uh, socioeconomic status, uh, demography. Uh, health data, all all the built environment data, road infrastructure, uh, food food locations, the type of food outlets, accessibility, uh, accessibility, that they have, yeah. and all of that. And the, the the thread that knits all of this together is the spatial component. We add geography to that, so we're able to visualize geographically all these different sort of hotspots and different uh, statistics and where they are, you know, and then we try to associate these together and do some inferential analysis and to understand, is there any relationships, you know, uh, happening? And what is, what is causing that? And geography helps you visualize that and identify hotspots. And that way you say you can influence policy to improve that. So, and that is supported by surveys so when you collect like real data from the people as well, mm-hmm. and then you can support that. And then you can say, okay, at this, this, for example, this block or this suburb, you got this, this age group that is, you know, being exposed to this kind of food and you can understand their movement, their accessibility, you know, and, and with them, you understand why they don't do exercise, why do they eat this food, you know. And then you can try to sort of shift the norm, you know. Mm-hmm. Once you understand it and you, you, you target that space, then you can really tailor the intervention program rather than do a national hit and miss. In a sense, you know, you know uh, the people, the language they're... to
1: use, who you're speaking to, exactly. and exactly what exactly they're what into. What, okay. what does this
0: place need? Mm-hmm. It needs more maybe walking mm. uh, infrastructure. It needs bike bike rails. So, you know?
1: in my mind, thinking about that, like I'm, I mean, I've been in the fitness industry out here for five years, and I think of like my clients, and then a lot of the, I don't know, just things that I've seen and living yeah. here and lifestyle, and I'm just like this spans across all kinds of demographics and it's rich and poor and it's so like how i mean it's everybody so how do you speak to everybody it is it is yeah (laughs)
0: it's it's interesting because you know a lot of research in the states and different countries you know and in health geography they they see uh, suburbs or neighborhoods with low economic status you know they usually you know more more, ver- they buy more fast food because it's cheaper.
1: Right, but here uh, it's uh,
0: here it's, it's, it's the like opposite, which is yeah, it's an intellectual challenge because you know even for researchers coming, we have uh, Australian, Canadian researchers working with us. They're like, it's fascinating, it's so it doesn't different. Doesn't
1: make sense compared to make what they sense see. To, yeah. What's uh,
0: in the states, you know? Yeah. Because now you can not afford good food here. Usually, you can not afford yeah. good food, you know, like healthy food. Sorry, right, fresh and, food, yeah. uh, fresh food. You can not yeah. afford it, you know, yeah. but people choose, you know, and and I think that's rooted to the culture. So
1: yeah, so basically you're asking for an entire like culture behavior shift.
0: We call it shifting the norms, you know, shifting the social norm. And I think it's, 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 it's challenging, but I think if you work at, at, you know, with children, I mean, it's, it's much, it's, you can shift the norm. You know, if you, if you focus, you know, for example, your MUCA suburb in Kuwait, they have this healthy city initiative, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, say you can maybe, you know, drive something with, a certain neighborhood or, or, or suburb or council that is willing to do that, you know? So this is what we're hoping for. So we're, we're reaching out uh, with, with our initiative. So we signed OMO with the ministry of health mm-hmm. uh, to provide us with data to so now we're building the infrastructure, the, data, the database, to start looking at these relationships. We sign MOUs with the Public Authority for Civil uh, Information because mm-hmm. they have all, you know, that civil ID card in Kuwait. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we can, you know, we can map everybody and know, you know, where they live and this and that. And now we are doing a research with the cooperatives in Kuwait. You know, in how Kuwait there's a cooperative, every local suburb is yeah. a cooperative.
1: Yeah.
0: And the Kuwaitis uh, usually have mem- uh, memberships and uh, their cooperative, so everything they buy, they hit their membership number, and now we can track everything that they buy. Okay. You know, so now we can understand their consumption behavior. Yeah. You know? So this is only for Kuwaitis, but also like, but it's a good start for us. You yeah. know, to to uh, to establish that that research. Yeah. You know, so uh, so we're reaching out to the big, uh, like uh, the main institutes to bring them together and for this geo health sort of movement, because we can't do it alone.
1: That's what I was going to ask too, because it's like, you're going to come across all kinds of different health uh, information and issues that are going to be attached right next to diabetes. It's going to be obesity, heart disease, there's going to be all kinds of stuff. So like, yeah, who are you collating all this information with and collaborating with to... To so
0: we have Ministry of Health. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we did the pitch for them, and they agreed. So they're officially on board, which is great. You and know? they've
1: been very like, yeah, they've been very supportive, with... okay, you know. Good, and
0: yeah, but yeah, we had to, you know, convince them. Yeah, you know, yeah. Health data can be a bit touchy. Yeah. You know, but you know, the long, the long, there's a long-term vision, vision here for yeah. the for the wellness of Kuwait and right. the people living in Kuwait. Uh, we have the civil information, uh, and we signed with the, the public authority for food and nutrition. Okay. And actually, we're working on a project now because when I when we went to them and we told them we have this all amazing data about consumption, you know, mm-hmm. do you have a food classification system used for Kuwait so to make sense of it? They said no do you have a food guideline system for Kuwait? They said no, you know. But then they said, okay, I think we need to do it. And then they raised it up higher and now we are working with them to establish a food dietary guideline to see if people are adhering to, to that, you know. So I know it's a. Can you give sweet. an
1: example of what that food so guideline say, would be? Uh,
0: so I think Australia has one, Canada, Brazil. So basically, it's, uh, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, but mm-hmm. it's. Are you thinking of,
1: like the food pyramid type thing? Yeah, the like guideline. What, okay. What's
0: okay. the sort So of, say okay. uh, at that age, uh, you know, you, you need, you need to much. have like two right. apples a day, th- okay. that amount of protein, that amount right, of carb. Right. And we don't have that for quick. Yeah. You know, and now we have all this amazing data, but also we don't have surveys on. No- Okay, we have food purchase data, but we don't have consumption. Mm. You know, there's no good service. There's one survey done by the Kuwait Research Institute, uh, and it was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, and there's a lot of work to be done. But I think we, right now we're just bringing all these people together, and they're excited. And actually, we're running a geo-health workshop uh, next Monday not this one the Monday after in a couple of weeks and it's a free workshop we did it and uh, and we invited we had we had 20 seats we invited we gave for example two seats for School of public Health Kuwait University mm-hmm. we gave four seats to minister of health mm-hmm. a few seats there because we won these people to come together tell them what geo health is and then we need to work together we need nutritionists on the, on board we need uh, mapping scientists we need epidemiologists yeah you know and to build to build that sort of expertise together and start doing that research and then we need to make these intervention programs we need to influence policy urban design mm-hmm. we need to you know introduce healthy outlets in certain areas you know introduce that culture to people and also Even with the campaigns, you know, I think Australia has many amazing success stories. For example, if a certain suburb, they understand uh, the age groups, the demographics, they understand what people are influenced, and they bring they call the heroes, you know, the the right person to do that campaign that can influence that that group. Yeah, exactly, and and that works. Okay, it absolutely works. But you need to understand this on on that that scale. You know, you can't do it on the national level anymore. Yeah, You need to understand this. And some people may argue, you know, Kuwait is a small country, but you'll be surprised. It's full of variations. You, It's full of different, you know, you, you, know, you yeah, go to a different yeah. suburb and it's a different you yeah. know, age group or different sort of ethnicities. There's a different feel, a different
1: even energy in kind of each little, exactly, each little yeah, space yeah, of it yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so. That was kind of my biggest concern, yeah, with the research was just like, yeah, what are you hoping – to, to find, I guess, because yeah, in my yeah. mind, I'm just like, it's everybody <laughs> and it's everywhere. And so what is that look like? And I guess in my mind, any prevention that we've seen out there, it is kind of this global, yeah. global thing. Like my roommate and I were talking about this and she's from South Africa. And so we yeah. were kind of talking about on like the HIV level and it's like where information is kind of just blanketly like put out there, but they are not accounting for, yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of places where kids probably aren't even registered and you don't even know what the population Absolutely. is in the area yeah, and things yeah. like that. But then Where does the funding go? And, you know, and they were finding that when they were giving the funding to a lot of, um, you know, male leaders in the area, it was being wasted and spent in other places where now they're targeting more the caretakers and the female side and things like that. So I think, yeah, with what you're saying with this geo mapping that you're able to know exactly your audience. So like the plan of attack or the plan of action, I guess, for when you guys are done with this is going to be. A lot of different plans of action. It's not just one single plan of action. It's tailored.
0: Yeah, it's tailored for certain groups, certain areas. Yeah, because uh, it's 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 the complex environment that drives this disease you know it's not just it's your eating habits it's your 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 behavior your culture your movement it's a complex problem that's
1: the thing that for <laughs> you know? me when i think of diabetes yeah that yeah. i'm just like it's it's a social disease <laughs> it is it it's is. who you surround Especially yourself Kuwait. with yeah yeah.
0: and you yeah. know the concept of duane is in Kuwait. quite yes know? you know yeah. and you go to a duane and there's that social pressure mm-hmm. even if you try to eat healthy you see everybody around you you know yep and and you just you just you know <laughs> you surrender you know yeah. and, and and it's it's it, it's a complex issue and i think with the mapping it makes us identify hotspots yeah you know okay it's like a red alert okay yeah. this area really need to be targeted or yeah. here you know you need to tailor something different for this yeah. for this area you know here you need to work more on the infrastructure or you need right. to work more on introducing whole foods you need to more on introducing you know, and yeah. you can, and if you can do that with policy, if that come at the governmental level, that's where the change can happen.
1: You need the cooperation there of for course. sure. Yeah, because yeah. um, yeah, in my mind, like thinking of, you know, I was just hoping that the plan of action wasn't going to be like okay, we just need to get like more medication or a hospital or something in this area because it's like, like you said, the management side isn't really where the information is to go. Like you can give people a pill, you can give them a shot and like, okay, that's going to suppress like a symptom of some kind, but it's never going to get to the source. So what you guys are hoping is to provide the information to like, we're getting to the source of this, of like what is lacking in the area? What are people really struggling with How can we really
0: shift the norm to a more healthier lifestyle? I love that, yeah. You know, it's, it's like for us, I remember when I was younger, it was such a... The, our lunchbox was you know was a a, a sandwich filled with the craft cream cheese yeah and that was for, for my parents that was okay yeah <laughs> you know yeah. I never had fruit in school yeah you know and uh, this is this such a disaster you even know?
1: i worked in the hospitals even in the states um behavioral health and psychiatric health yeah. so we're talking you know schizophrenic bipolar depression you know all kinds of issues where like Diet plays a huge part in that for um, for those people and these meals that you're getting in a hospital setting and it's the same thing. It's like no fresh food of any kind and it's just bread on bread on bread and carbon. And the kids people just feel lazy and terrible afterwards. And it's like we're trying to get them in their best mental health and trying to get them active and. You can't do it with that kind of a, a diet. So the fact that there is no like national guideline or anything yeah, like that yeah, here yeah, that's, is that's, shocking.
0: And that's for the food, uh, the authority for food and, uh, and, uh, and nutrition. And uh, one of their main projects now they're targeting is canteens and schools.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Canteens and schools in Kuwait do not provide healthy food. Yeah. And it's, 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 you know, and I was talking to the deputy and she's so passionate about trying to, to change that, you know, because this is, that's where it starts. When you create, when you make it such a, like a norm for them to eat that food, you know, it's hard. Once they grow up, it's hard to go back.
1: Exactly. I tell my sister that with her kids, you know, and, um. Weaning them away from snacks and yeah, things like that yeah. too, and it's just like you know they may push back for a little bit, but once you just make that—that's the only thing that's available exactly. to them. I mean, they're gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. kids are gonna eat when they get hungry too. Absolutely, they're not yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I think when it like with the education side with uh going in schools and with kids, and you'll you'll find maybe some locations where you think that that's where it needs to to start. Yeah,
0: where to focus? Yeah. Where?
1: So in the fitness industry, we had started a youth program, um, a gym. We had. Uh, I think I had told you before, Dr. Sanjay Gupta came out to do like obesity and diabetes yeah, yeah. research, like in this area, and he came to Kuwait. Um, but what we found with having that youth location and trying to educate the kids on like moving and healthy eating and that kind of stuff, it was really hard because at the end of the day, they're going back home to a household that has snacks on, snacks on, snacks, yeah. and no really, yeah. you know, supervision of it. And then it's of course the treat is we're going out for dinner and we're going to order all this food on the table and we're probably not even going to eat all yeah, of it. Yeah. But um, you know, you can have all the different fried options that you want <laughs> yeah. and nothing fresh. And so it was yeah, like the yeah. education really needed to start with the parents or the head of the household yeah, or yeah, even just that idea of like, what is a good night out and kind of that status thing that people might be after here yeah, where it's like going yeah. out to eat, like, okay, that's great. It's successful and you can yeah. afford it. But like, what are the better choices that you can Absolutely. be making, and, and yeah. still getting that you know connection of socializing and going out?
0: Absolutely, and I think ahead of us in Kuwait, we have a big challenge. you know. yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's not going to be easy. it's yeah. not going to be easy. I mean, it's 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 you, like you said, you get we're going to face a lot of obstacles. You know, even if you target certain groups, you, you know, you get what is the environment in the house? You know, you know, and it's, it's in, and that culture in yeah. Kuwait, you know, that that feast. You know, so that behavior.
1: in Australia, okay, because this is where. Uh, the research is kind of coming from is based off of a lot of what's done there. So I'm thinking like, I think I was reading uh, their plan for 2016 to 2020 and it had a lot of focus on like the Aboriginal communities. And I guess I'm thinking like tradition and culture and things being pretty tight there. Like I imagine that's probably going to be a similar approach to what you're going to find around Kuwait of how to connect with everyone there. Or how did you find that you're able to shift that like what were the problems I guess that you're seeing in that community
0: actually to be honest I, I didn't do the research in Australia okay. yeah so okay. it's it's the, the expertise of my colleagues uh, you know uh, and uh, I'm sort of becoming a facilitator for uh, this research is also new for me which okay. is also exciting yeah so I think I, I would not be able to answer you know because yeah. I haven't had experience working with G Health in Australia
1: okay yeah, okay.
0: yeah but uh, the guys we're working with they've been doing G Health for 20 years
1: wow yeah okay. so
0: they want to one, one of the Sort of pioneers, leaders in that in that field, uh, actually, and uh, one of them, Professor Mark Dunning, this developed the first sort of geo health model for Montreal in Canada.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, and I think
0: okay. it's, it it was born from there, from the states and Canada, and yeah, uh, he took it to Australia. Australia really, you know, sort of pushed it through, and uh, this man realized the importance of it, and that was why we want to work with them. You know, we want to okay. bring that expertise here. So I think uh they're gonna guide us on how this drives as well so, yeah 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 so yeah
1: i was gonna say so you uh just going back you studied in australia for 10 years 13 years 13 years yeah, you were there yeah, okay yes. is that when? so like growing up obviously on sandwiches and craft cheese like yeah, did yeah. the health shift for yourself come from once you got out of kuwait and out of the environment or yeah, did yeah. you grow up, like, did your parents kind of give you a sense of still nutrition in things growing up?
0: No, I think when I went to Australia and uh, I started discovering myself and understanding myself, yeah. you know, because you know, over there you go to the supermarket, you start shopping and yeah. then you, you handle the food. And, and, then, and then you sort of, it, it was interesting, you know, I don't know why this didn't happen in Kuwait, because maybe culturally the food is provided in Kuwait, and yeah uh, yeah i
1: think um with my clients and i'm thinking with getting them um, excuse me uh, nutrition support is there's is such a detachment from that exactly like most people are not going and doing the yeah. shopping themselves yeah. right they're not preparing the meal there's someone else in the house that's doing it absolutely um, yeah. and a lot of times i get to it's like well my cook doesn't read english so even if you provide me english you know instructions of things like they may not understand yeah, you know exactly yeah, yeah. what to do with it so it's like there's kind of that disconnect between being the one who's actually going getting actually, the food preparing the food doing the things so yeah, i think there's so many interesting challenges that you yeah, guys are going to yeah. have with <laughs> with the information that's provided and Absolutely, like but i'm excited yeah. to see what that is within the yeah. household and
0: i think that that was the turning point i think i think uh, when i started t- buying the food handling the food and and see how it sits with my body
1: right because
0: you have the time to really reflect and understand Connect yourself with it.
1: where did it come from yeah, how, yeah, yeah. yeah. and how yeah. how
0: my body is reacting and then i said oh this this doesn't sit well yeah and it's sort of you start to change that you know okay mm-hmm. uh, don't get me wrong once in a while it's nice to have a heavy meal yeah but still like you know you start to understand what sits well and and especially when you handle the food something about that and yeah, since then it's just just it's it's changed, you know, yeah. and, and and even coming back here, sometimes I struggle, you know, yeah. you know, especially with the fresh foods and stuff, and it's it's hard, you know, it is harder. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, it's
1: hard to get a good variety because food has to go through a lot of the fresh food has to go through a lot to get here. Exactly. Seasonally, especially it's hard to you know eat exactly. fresh and, and eat the seasonally. The quality is
0: not as good as yeah. other places. Yeah. Sometimes you get good quality stuff, but yeah. Yeah, it depends where you go, but I think yeah, there's a lot of challenges ahead. I must yeah. say, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. how new or how into the research are? Like, when did this start? So and what's the what's the timeline?
0: Uh, we started from the first of May, two thousand eighteen. Officially, uh, it's a four-year program, four-year research. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's two phases. Actually, the, the whole uh, vision is for three phases, but we signed for phases one and two. For The first two years is called capacity building. So basically linking up the major uh, institutes, collecting the data set, building the, the hub. So we're building actually a physical space. Uh, we're building a G Health lab. We're, we're doing a diploma in geospatial health. So we want to target uh, certain sort of uh, professionals the, the and...
1: Educators. Industry,
0: educators okay. as well to do health uh, geo-health research. So the first two years we call it capacity building.
1: Okay.
0: So uh, getting all the software, bringing all the data sets together, uh, training people, employing. We're going to employ a couple of people to come on board. Uh, the second stage is doing the research. So third, fourth year. Okay. And after doing the research... The fifth and sixth year is intervention uh, and prevention. Okay. So we hope after the four years we have enough, you know, to say to them, okay, we need and we're gonna extend the grant to to apply it and then take it up to the high, you know, to the government and mm-hmm. say, listen, this is what you can do, this is the results, and this is what we did. So we want to re- apply uh, also for another grant to get two more years to maybe do an intervention program based on our findings.
1: Follow through yeah, with like yeah. exactly so focus what's on one
0: one target one suburb maybe on a block and do it and, and and monitor it and see hopefully the success, you know. Yeah. And then take it to take it to, to the to the decision makers. All so right. Listen, this is a success story. Yeah. You know, and you can you, you can implement it. So it's yeah. Uh, so it's a we it's a four year project for now, hopefully with extension for, for the intervention program. For six years. Yeah, That's yeah. exciting. Yeah.
1: Did you get to have a say in them, I guess, like coming to Kuwait? Or what yeah, was the connection actually, between the university I was, and Kuwait?
0: I was the link for okay. that. Because uh, when I joined... You were like, the, my the, country the, back the, home yeah. was a shit show.
1: Come help me. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. Because when I joined, I was just a consultant part-time. Yeah. And I, was just, I just finished my PhD and I just started with them. And then when I went back from my graduation because it was like six months later. Yeah. It takes a long time for the, after you know, all that processing with the PhD and everything. And uh, the chief operating officer told me, reach out. I think we can. We have something here. There's, we have more hunger to make this bigger. Yeah. You know, I think it's valuable. So I said, okay, so I knew a professor of, in population health and health geography uh, that was in my same university. So I emailed him. He said, no, nah, I moved to Canberra. You know, and I was like, Canberra, you know, and I read about him. I, I spoke to my supervisor. He said, no, nah, these guys are the best, you know, if you want to talk to work with anybody in health. And GIS, health mapping, these guys are amazing. I just booked my tickets. I went there, had just a conversation. We had coffee, spent a few nights in Canberra. Talked to him. He said, we're keen. Let's do it. Went back. He said, let's do it. Write up something. Let's start. And yeah, from just a conversation to a proposal to a contract, for grant from Ministry of Health. How
1: long was that process?
0: It took us eight months.
1: Oh, that's yeah. a lot quicker it, than what I was thinking. Really,
0: it was very quick. <laughs> yeah. I think what stopped us were the lawyers. Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know there was all that yeah. Yeah, admin and lawyers from here. The contract kept on going on and off, you know, on and forth. But we got there and we signed, yeah. you know. And uh, from first of May, we're we're on.
1: That's amazing. And they're
0: coming uh, next week. Okay. Yeah, they're coming. Professor uh, Mark Daniel and Associate Professor Neil Coffey. They're coming next week. They're here for ten days. Okay. And we've got meetings with the Minister of Health. We've got a health G health workshop we're doing. Uh okay. We've got uh, meetings with all the ma- like the main people are working with. Yeah. So uh, amazing and exciting. Yeah. Are
1: there any opportunities for uh, any public gatherings or information and things yet that people could? Uh, could be involved with, or get to learn more about it, or ways that they can help, or anything, or is this mostly on the like research? It's mostly uh, team? research.
0: It's mostly research building uh, okay. the relationships because they came last year, but mm-hmm. now because we're official, yeah. And so and we signed with the Ministry of Health. We want to push that a okay. bit further and said, okay. So the
1: workshops please. and things that you're doing are mostly for people within yeah. the yeah. giving the research. Yeah. Or, and uh,
0: we were thinking also. I think uh, we might go on radio as well. Yeah. Uh, Nine 99.7 and talk in the morning and stuff and uh, sort of get get that word out there yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, i'm excited
1: yeah. to see what happens with the the research and what you guys find yeah, yeah. amazing <laughs> um yeah any call to action i guess for for listeners or for just the general public of kuwait or uh, things to think about or what's your
0: yeah i mean it's 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 uh, n- Call of action hopefully when we have some findings, you know. Yeah, yeah and uh, but it's uh, I think it's uh, uh, what's exciting about this is that we can think about disease uh, like n- n- from a holistic point of view, you yeah. know, and uh. We're gonna have a lot of, I think, obstacles. I think a lot of people think, you know, you know, especially I think uh, maybe call out to clinicians and medical doctors, you know, mm-hmm. you know, to believe in our cause, because you, yeah. you know, it's for them, it's you know, it's a disease. I can manage it medically, you know, but I think there's, there's much more to that.
1: These are the symptoms. They fit in the box. They yeah, go with this diagnosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the pill that fixes it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think
0: it's much more than that. Oh, 100%. percent. I'm on board with that as you well know, too. Yeah. We need we need we need their support. You yeah. Know? Definitely. yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: I think yeah. looking at it from less of the not necessarily especially with diabetes like I said it's not necessarily a victim of of genetics hundred percent I think it's yeah. it's mostly yeah. the environment that the is shaping is, the people yeah, yeah. type yeah. 2
0: diabetes especially you know yeah so it's 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 your lifestyle yeah it's your lifestyle definitely yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: all right. Anything else you wanna? Oh no! Thank you, thank you for this
0: uh, opportunity. It's uh, it's nice to talk about the research. You know, yeah. At least I
1: understand a little bit more. I knew it had the environmental aspect, and I wasn't quite sure on the medical side. Like I said, I'm more on attacking the lifestyle side for people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I see where this this uh yeah uh, environment information is just going to have a huge impact on knowing exactly how to speak to to each location and knowing yeah. what the struggles are of that i think yeah, that's brilliant. brilliant so
0: and i think it, it thinks very specially that's that's what you help those you know everything very specially you yeah know, you know different areas different things you know yeah and it's and, and trying to understand that from that point of view will help us to prevent it yeah you know
1: i love it yeah. thank you <laughs>
0: thank, you so, thank much. you so much thank you very much right. bye